It is great to finally be here with you at St. Michael. Laura and I are very much looking forward to this journey together in ministry with this congregation. And especially thank you for the great worship service of installation last weekend and the tremendous reception. We feel very welcomed here. I have a little Indiana allergy going on, so sorry about that, but <clears throat> whenever I come into a new group like this, I'm always kind of interested to learn where people are from. So if you will indulge me for a moment, raise your hand if you have lived all or most of your life in Indiana. Okay. Now, raise your hand if you have lived all or most of your life in the greater Fort Wayne area. Okay, still a few less. That's interesting to me, and I say that because <clears throat> each time I have come into a new church, it's not been uncommon for somebody to come up to me and say, hey, Pastor Goff, where are you from? It's actually happened several times already. And every time someone asks me that, if my wife is close by, she will quickly try to change the subject and say, you don't want to ask him that. <laughs> and she says that because she knows the story I'm about to tell. The first call I received out of the seminary was to a church in southern Louisiana, about an hour north of New Orleans, the Deep South. One particular Sunday, I was a guest preacher at a neighboring congregation, and after church that Sunday, somebody came up to me, an elderly gentleman, and said, Preacher, you from around here? No, I said, I'm not. Well, where are you from then, he asked. Well, I said, I was born in Columbus, Ohio. Oh, so you're a Yankee then, he said. Well, not really. You see, we only lived in Columbus for a year, and then we moved to Dayton, Ohio, where we lived for nine years, before moving to Akron, Ohio, where we lived for two years, before moving to Tampa, Florida, where we lived for a year. Oh, so you're a Floridian, he said. Well, not really, I responded. You see, we only lived in Tampa for a year before moving to Columbia, South Carolina. Oh, so you're from the Carolinas, he said. No, not necessarily. We only lived in South Carolina for a year before moving to Orlando, Florida, which is where I graduated from high school. About at that point, you could tell that this was way more information than the man wanted to hear. So he started to walk away. But I wasn't finished with my story yet. So I grabbed his arm and I said, I'm not done yet. I graduated from high school in the Orlando, Florida area, and then went to college in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and then when I finished that, went to seminary in St. Louis, Missouri, and while I was at the seminary, I did my vicarage in Chicago, Illinois, and then went back to the seminary for my last year of college before coming to Louisiana for my first call. About at that point, another guy walked up to me and said, Pastor Goff, where are you from? The first guy looked at him and said, you don't want to know, and walked away. But since that time, I can add a little bit more to the story. 
We lived in Louisiana for eight years before moving to Lakeland, Florida, where we lived for 16 years. Then we went to the Minneapolis area where we lived for three years before going back to Lakeland for three years. And then six years ago, we moved here to Fort Wayne. So when someone comes up to me and asks me where I'm from, if my wife is close by, she will quickly try to change the subject, not because she's trying to be rude. She's just trying to spare you from hearing more information than you probably wanted to hear. So why did I tell you that story? Well, if we turn to today's Old Testament reading from Joshua chapter 24, Basically, the first 13 verses of that book, of that chapter, is giving us a history of where all the people of Israel have been. And as he describes that, he goes all the way back to the book of Genesis, where the Lord said to Abraham, leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. And he went. Now, in that story, the Lord didn't tell Abraham where he was going. He just said, go to the land I will show you. In other words, Abraham had no idea where he was headed. He didn't know how long it would take to get there. He didn't know what it would look like once he got there. He just went. And so before Abraham and the people of Israel ever arrive at the promised land, which is where we find them at in Joshua chapter 24, they first spent over 400 miserable years in Egypt. Then they escaped through, on dry land through the Red Sea and camped around the base of Mount Sinai for about two years. And then they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years before they ever arrived in the promised land. The opening verses of Joshua chapter 24 literally reminds us of where all the people of Israel have been before they ever came to the land where the Lord was leading them. And I think Joshua's point in telling us that is that it matters not only where you're going, but where you've been. And I think the same is true for us in our lives. As a congregation, there is 70-some years of history here. <clears throat> and without reviewing all of that history, the last couple of years specifically, I've heard people talk about a time of transition here. Well, during that time, you have been well served by Pastor Sean, Pastor Frankie, dedicated staff and lay leaders. Add to that period of time, though, a pandemic that arose that literally turned the world upside down for all of us. And we're still trying to figure out how to respond to that, right? And yet throughout all those years, there's been a certain sense of anxiousness as to settling this issue of a senior pastor here at the church. All of that is a part of where you've been. 
And then on top of that, it's the different circumstances and situations that you have dealt with in your own individual lives or as a family. There's all kinds of situations and circumstances that have happened in all of our lives that have brought us here to the point where we are today. And so because of that, I think it's appropriate for us to ask ourselves the question, so where are we going? In fact, I think that's what Joshua is pointing to in the latter part of today's reading. Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness, he says. Throw away the gods your ancestors worshipped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable for you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the God of the Amorites and whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Then the people answered, far be it from us to forsake the Lord and serve other gods. That was a pivotal moment for the people of Israel. After all they had been through, after all the places that they have gone, after all they have come through, they were nevertheless resolute on where they were headed. Far be it from us to forsake the Lord. We will serve him because he is our God. No one twisted their arms. Jacob laid out a couple choices for them, gave them a few options. But in that moment, it was very clear where they were going because they clearly remembered where they had been. And I think the same applies for us in our own lives and as a church. You know, actually, when you think about it, the Bible does remind us that in one sense, we've all come from the very same place. The psalmist David says, Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. That's, that's how it started for all of us. Paul says in Romans, There is no one righteous, not even one. That's how we all had the starts. So how it began for all of us, right? But that's not the whole story. The Apostle Peter says, once you were not the people of God, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. And Jesus says, if the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. That too is part of where we've been. It's where you've come from. Because of Jesus, you have come from death to life. You've come from being lost to being found. Because of Jesus, you were not the people of God, but now you are the people of God. You have received the mercy of God given to you, poured out for you through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, His blood for you. By the mercy of God, that is where you and I have come from that has brought us right here to where we are today. And so it seems only appropriate once again to ask the question, so where are we going? I don't mind telling you that I have given a lot of thought and prayer to that question over the last month. 
And I can say that from the vantage point of where I am right now, I, I think there's a couple different ways to answer that question. One way is to come here as the new senior pastor and say, you know, everything that has happened in this congregation in the past, let's just forget about all of that. Let's just head a whole new direction, buckle up and hang on because it's going to be a wild ride. And I think if that was my approach, it's probably my last Sunday here. <laughs> but another way is to come here as a new senior pastor and to honor where God has brought you at this point. And listen to your stories and what God has placed on your heart and the opportunities that God has opened up for us together. And just like Joshua with the people of Israel, here's two choices laid out, and I'm choosing the latter of the two. In other words, I want to honor how God has been at work in this congregation and let that guide and direct with changes and adjustments along the way where we're headed. And the way I want to start with that is by pointing us to the mission statement for this congregation, connecting people to Jesus. I have to tell you, I kind of like that statement. It's short, it's simple, but I think it speaks volumes. And the reason I like that is because, after all, isn't that what the church is all about? Isn't the church all about connecting people to Jesus Christ and one another, I might add? I think it's why we're here. And so for the next several weeks, Pastor Sean and I will share in a sermon series that will unpack for us a little bit more of what that means, what that might look like as we move forward. How is it that we as a congregation connect people to Jesus? I want to start with that because I think that honors where you have been, but it also provides the opportunity to chart a course as to where we're going. And because of that, I would say I do think it makes a difference knowing where you've been as we just look at where we're headed in life. I think that's true for us as a church, and I think that's true for us in our individual lives. Four years ago, our youngest son, Theo, married his bride, Elizabeth. It was a hot, hot, hot day on June the 2nd, 2018. It was obviously an absolutely beautiful wedding. It took place in southern Georgia in the heat of the summer, and it was an outdoor wedding. <laughs> Did I mention to you it was hot that day? As a part of the ceremony, Theo and Elizabeth stood under something called a hoopah. A hoopah has Jewish background, and neither one of them are Jewish, but the symbolism they thought was rather significant. A hoopah is made from raw cut cedar beams that were assembled on site the day of the wedding. But weeks before that, they took the beams that would be underneath, over top of them rather, as they stood underneath them, 
and they took a wood-burning instrument and inscribed scripture passages onto those beams. They were scriptures that were meaningful to them as they grew up in life, and my wife reminded me this morning after the first service that I forgot a point. They were also scripture passages that we shared with them of our wedding verses and baptism verses and confirmation verses, were, which were a part of their life as well. And so as they stood there under that hoopah, exchanging their vows, it was scriptures from their past that they used to guide their future as they committed themselves as husband and wife. I think it's what has taken place in the past that helps us guide, direct where we're going. Where we have been as people who have been connected to Jesus Christ through the sacrifice he has made for us is what guides us where we're headed. And I look forward to being on that journey with you from this time forward. In Jesus' name, amen.